Hey guys, we're here. We're here. This is Notes Bagoon, episode 18. Just want to tell you a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Jake Paul being asked if it's racist to knock out a black man. We talk about the Dodge Viper. Remember the Dodge Viper? I bet you wanted to own one. We also talk about uh, Mike has a great new invention idea, and he believes in ghosts. Uh, MS-13 is marketing a new uh, crazy drug. Also, you guys know who you can support the show, right? You go to VinylGraph.com. That's V-I-N-Y-L-G-R-A-F-F.com. Use the promo code CHRIS1. You're going to get 10% off your order. What VinylGraph is, it's a company that creates custom graffiti decals. It's kind of like a fathead. They're reusable vinyl decals that can say anything you want. They have all sorts of different styles. You can customize them. You can even have ones that you color yourself. It actually makes a great gift with the holidays coming up. You're going to want to check that out. VinylGraph.com. Use the promo code CHRIS1. What the fuck is up, goons? We're going to do it real big this week. I'm not struggling for topics at all. I'm in no mood, Mike, with your dumb smirks out there. Here's what we got to talk about. Before the show, I was talking to you and one of your roommates, Frank, uh, here in the Gas Digital Studios. And uh, you guys are going. You're going off. And you're saying all this stuff about how food keeps going missing in the house. Yeah. Okay. In the house you guys live in, food is going missing. Now... Frank uh, rightfully assumed it was a roommate of yours. You said before he could even say that, dude, we might just have a ghost. <laughs> in all earnestly, in all, like, just like, just like you just said that, and he goes, no, 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 Eddie admitted it. So now apparently there's this whole thing in the house, right, where uh, Frank had bought the trash bags for your home. And now he keeps them locked in his room along with, for some reason, only spoons and cups. Someone else contributed forks, knives, plates, bowls, and saucers. Correct? Well, I mean, there's, there's really not too many bowls or saucers. But yeah, for the most part, you got it. How do you have no bowls? You seem like a group of cereal eaters. We got two bowls and Eddie keeps hogging them. Two bowls. Okay, so you have this roommate, Eddie. He's the one person who does not work with us here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you have Eddie. He, I find him a bit annoying. He's a little much. Um, it's fine, but he's stealing. So now Frank said that there was one scoop of a pint of Halo Top ice cream missing. And apparently Frank doesn't trust Eddie enough to then finish the pint and he threw the rest away. Are you kidding me? He said he has still not tried whatever flavor that was. That's insane. I'll tell you, it was the waffles and syrup, not very good. It's very processed. I eat Halo Top ice cream because I do not have the willpower. Halo Top ice cream, for anybody who doesn't know, it's a low-calorie ice cream. Uh, the pints range anywhere from, I think, I believe 280 to 380 calories for the entire pint of this. It's not good. It's fine, but I know it... it, it, it it gives the craving, it, it cures my ice cream sweet tooth craving, and I know I am not going to not eat an entire pint of ice cream. Yeah, you're an American, obviously. Yes, that's how you eat ice cream. I honestly think they should sell um, Haagen-Dazs and Ben and & Jerry's. Yeah, that's the one, pancakes and waffles. That stuff is gross. 
Uh, there are some good flavors. Their pistachio is very good. Uh, the cho- the newer chocolate flavor is not bad. Um, but I'll say this. Uh, we need a two-third pint of ice cream. Two-thirds of a pint? Because I, if I eat, here's the thing. I'm willing to pay a premium for less ice cream at this point. Because if you give me a pint of Haagen-Dazs, I'm going to eat a pint of Haagen-Dazs. And then I'm going to be more hungover than if I did coke and drank all night. Really? Like the next day, the tummy ache, I will be immobile for the first three hours of the day. If I eat an entire pint of Haagen-Dazs, I feel like. Dude, I did a half quart of... uh... That's a pint. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I did the court method. I went into the court... With a spoon, so I think it was about half. It okay. might have been more. Okay, uh, and I, I of what of 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 Hagen does? No, it was like Edie's. Like... Here's the thing: you can do a pint of the Briars, your Edie's, your they, they're they're fluffing. It's like you know how you know how ivory is the soap that floats, but really they're just pumping air into it. Mm. That's what they do with your Edie's, your Turkey Hills. By the way, I'm glad you didn't say Turkey Hill. No, come on now. It's not. Uh, it's been that bad. You literally have to be the only people who eat that and uh, Dolly Madison ice cream. You're, you're li- it's just orderlies trying to fuck grandmas in nursing homes. They're the only two people that eat those two ice creams. Tin Roof Sunday? Fudge tracks? Moose tracks. Moose tracks. Fucking, you're trying to get them granny moose knuckles, is what I'm saying. Tin, what the fuck is a tin... Where did they come up with the name fucking Tin Roof Sunday? Look, so you guys are having this problem with the food. Now Frank's got to hide garbage bags. Who bought the forks? I think I think Frank. I think... Like, so he's letting you keep the forks, but he's mad about the... Nope, Frank didn't nope. buy the forks. He just no. walked by the studio Frank. and said he didn't buy the forks. No, 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 no. Oh, he did buy them. Yeah. He are said, they in your room now, Frank? We don't oh, he is. keep them. You get no forks. No. This is like that scene in Pain and Full, but instead of the food, it's uh, utensils. You don't get no chicken wings. You don't get no fried rice. Do you get me my money? That's what this is. Frank has uh, shut you boys down. You got no trash bags. You got no spoons. You got no forks. You got no fucking plates. That's it. It's a fucking wrap. Now, you suggested to me... Uh, I believe you said, how come Amazon doesn't sell some sort of accountability camera? <laughs> to which I looked at you and said, you mean a camera, Mike? No, 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 no. I'm talking about a special... I stopped you because <laughs> this needed to be put on wax. I love that you've been holding this in about the ghost thing. You didn't say a word about the ghost thing. We've been hanging out for two hours. You haven't said a word about the ghost thing. We'll get back to the ghost thing. I need to get to the accountability camera, Mike. We'll get back to the ghost. All right. So an accountability camera is different from a regular camera. Uh-huh. Fuck, what do regular cameras do? They're just fucking filming things. It's static. It's horseshit. An accountability. What do you mean it's no. static? That's because of all the ghosts. Who <laughs> no? Did you it's- see Paranormal Activity? <laughs> It's static in the con- like it's not a dynamic camera. It doesn't know what it's looking for, right? Mm-hmm. An accountability camera, uh-huh. right, would be something. It's like your it's like your kitchen buddy, right? You put it down and it's got like an Alexa. It's on called it. a butler, you fucking idiot. No, it's got to be electronic because I'm not taking a butler's word for it because someone's word. That's some- true. They're British, and you cannot trust foreigners. That is the policy of this show. <laughs> 
Butler always did it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, right, you got this camera, right? But also you could be like, yo, Alexa, play the latest episode of Notes of a Goon while I'm doing the dishes, right? Now you're on camera doing the dishes, listening to a great podcast, you mm-hmm. know, and, and people know what your whereabouts are. So when someone's like, yo, you haven't done dishes in a minute, you can be like, nope. Check the accountability camera. I did it while I was listening to episode 18 of Notes of a Goon. Mm. That's an accountability camera, and it can track How it does that because stop the ice cream thievery? Because it, And how is that different than... How is the, the function that stops ice cream... Just because you can turn on your camera using the same device, which I'm sure you can hook a camera up to an Alexa. Literally... Nah, you gotta Ring talk to it. is a security camera owned by Amazon that also owns Alexa, right? It's to stop porch thieves. That is an accountability <laughs> camera, Mike. <coughs> no, but I'm saying, like, this is... A billion dollars. Okay. Okay. If we all got together, right, because here's the thing. Nobody... Us and the guys from Ring. No, 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 no. I'm saying if me and my three roommates, we got together uh-huh. and we said, hey, man, Nobody wants to put nobody wants to spend money on Big Brother, right? Nobody like for us to say, hey, we need security for this home. We gotta put money because we gotta guard against each other. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But if we said, hey, let's get an Alexa for the kitchen, that also maybe happens to have a camera on it. That's a good sell. Dude, is there there's gotta be an Alexa that has a camera on it? Not one that can record like that. All right, you're, maybe you're maybe you're right. I mm-hmm. don't know that it's a good idea. I think a better idea would be like they have a ring camera, but then after seven days, it kills your package thieves. <laughs> I think that's the way to go. I think that's where their R and D really should go. There uh, at Ring, um, just investing in wealth. Yeah. Speaking of which, I came out. We've talked multiple times on the show about the problems with package thieves in my building. The very first episode of this show, we talked about package thieves, and then there was this whole thing where we had to read White Fragility. Now, if you recall, uh, somebody left a letter saying that they saw a 6'2 black man with a pit bull and a do-rag rifling through packages. Now, I think he was just stop dropping and opening up shop. You know, he was selling stamps. Whoa. What else was he going to do, Mike? No, I mean, that is how Rough Riders roll. Exactly. Uh, So I hear a bunch of yelling going on in my hallway the other day. I was in my Mickey Mouse pajamas, which I still own, that my aunt bought me. Um, Did they have the footsies on them? No, they don't have footsies on them. They're just pajama pants, Mike. Let's not be ridiculous, okay? (laughs) First of all, even as a kid, I'll tell you this. I think the first thing I ever used a knife for was to cut the feet out of footsie pajamas. That's crazy. They were so comfy. I hate it. What? Yeah, I don't even like, I'm telling you this right now, as I've gotten older, I have like a sleeping hoodie, and I'm hoodie, sweats, no blanket in the winter. I mean, that's crazy. No blanket? Sleep mask. I'm wearing a sleep mask. No blanket. I mean, that is... I'm about fucking 10 minutes away from putting a cowboy hat over my eyes every night, putting a (laughs) six-shooter in my waist. Dude. I'm not gonna lie. The coolest thing I ever seen John Wayne do in a movie is uh, I think it was The Quiet Man. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. He, or no, McClintock. Right? Every McClintock? night. McClintock. McClintock. Okay. He would come home and he would throw the cowboy hat onto the weather vane. Okay. And then the one night his bitch was out fucking somebody else, he missed. That hurt, dude. The winds of chains were blowing. Mm. Yeah, but then she came back and he nailed it again. Nice. 
John Wayne was the fucking man. So he just makes him a cuck. McClintock was just a cuck. Yeah, but I think he killed the guy and then fucked his wife, too. I don't know. Oh, nice. John Wayne was kind of cool. If you kill a guy and you fuck his wife, then it's okay to fuck your sinner wife again. I think that's the moral of that story. What were we talking about? Oh, the package thief. Look, the package thief. So I hear some yelling, and I come out, and it was my friend Ali, who's an older, uh, he's a Muslim man, Arab gentleman. He lives on the fourth floor uh, with his wife and two kids in, I presume, a one-bedroom apartment. So he's kind of ornery sometimes. He's a very sweet man, mostly, but he can get very annoyed very quickly. Uh, And he's yelling at some lady who apparently was going through packages on his side of the building. And I go, what the fuck is going on out here? She's yelling. And uh, apparently he's being separated and let go by a very nerdy white guy in the building. He's a very yuppie nerdy white man in the building and he was like well you know we have to give the blah 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 da-da-da. and then like so he basically was just like we can't you can't yell at a black lady he like if that guy wasn't there this package thief would be in jail because ali was not letting her go anywhere he was like no i'm holding this bitch and this white guy was like oh no we can't we can't do this. he let her go because he was and then like afterwards he like felt bad because he realized what happened but he was so scared that ali was just being racist to a black lady that he let her go. And then he goes, that lady doesn't live here. She was opening my package. It has my name on it. She's clearly the lady who's stealing packages from the hallway. Well, but is that not the actual, like, goal of the defund the police movement? Is like, I mean, it's a nonviolent crime. Why should this person be put in jail? Sure. But right now we have the police. Mm-hmm. And if Ali just wants to send that bitch to jail. Look, here's the thing. My I'm, whole thing with defund the police is I'm, this. Let's defund the police. But when that bitch steals my package, I should be able to hit her with a fucking bat. And I also shouldn't go to jail. I mean, if there's no, if there's no, that is my understanding of defund the police. If there's no system to jail her, then you are the law. All I'm saying is, like, right, like that should be the thing: defund the police. But if somebody so much as looks at me fucking crooked, I'm shooting them. (laughs) (laughs) That was the whole thing. I thought that's what we were fighting for. I mean. I don't think anyone's going to argue. You you want to defund the police? Yeah, I'm into it. Let's go. Defund the police and get me a fucking gun. <laughs> Might have to pay taxes this year. You know what I'm buying? Whole lot of guns. There you go. I mean, well, like, seriously, what are you paying all that money for taxes if you ain't got no cops? That seems crazy. I property mean, tax, fucking excise tax, capital you, gains tax. Yeah, but if you don't own the property you live in because you're a renter and mm-hmm. you don't go to schools... What are you paying taxes for? Exactly. And I mean, who's going to who's gonna put you in jail for not paying taxes if there's no police? Nobody. Yo, right. let's buy some guns. Yo. Somebody get me some fucking... Somebody send us some guns in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could use some guns. I mean, look. I mean, we... Like, <laughs> We will use some guns if you send them to us for something. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily killing people, but, like, we'll definitely do something stupid with the guns you send us. Like, I will shoot a thing that makes a lot. Like, dude. Dude, I remember I once went to uh, Paperface. Me and Shakes went to visit Paperface out in Jersey, and we get in his car, and he goes, yeah, I got something for y'all. Look in the back. And there was just a, a giant old school tube TV. And he was like, watch this. And he just went to this parking lot, opened up the back of his SUV, 
went really fast and stopped short so that the TV went flying. <laughs> so if you send me and Mike some guns, <laughs> we'll do something stupid. I guarantee it. <laughs> Dude, I got some friends out in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And they told me that's just what life is out there. They're like, we got mad land and the gun laws are really loose. Dude, in Arizona, one of my favorite things I did the couple times I was in Arizona, you just go to the dollar store and buy a bunch of junk. And then just go shoot it with a shotgun in the desert. Yeah? Yeah. Sounds awesome. Dude, it's mad fun. You just bring out all sorts of different guns and you just shoot, like, whatever, knickknacks. I fucking shot wax. Dude, you, if you could find a paddy whack for, <laughs> at the dollar store, I mean, they're fucking kind of expensive nowadays. I don't know if you know, paddy whacks are a huge commodity. There's a lot of palladium in them, and they use those for silicon chips and such. <laughs> Ooh. Can you look up, actually, why is the price of palladium so high right now? I looked it up a couple of weeks ago, but I was drunk. And I don't remember, A, why I was looking it up, B, because it used to be cheaper than platinum, and now it's significantly more expensive than platinum. Uh, okay, it's, uh, in short, it's because demand for palladium outstrips the supply. Consumers uh, have been shifting away from diesel cars, which mostly use platinum in their catalytic converter. In their mm. p- catalytic converters are instead buying petrol-driven vehicles, which use palladium. I see. So it's for, wait. It's for regular cars? Seems to be that way. So that, but it's new. It's got to be new because palladium used to be cheaper than platinum. Uh, well, no, it's across. What it is is it's in Europe. So Europe is, uh, is like essentially all their, um, I guess a lot of their trucking fleet mm-hmm. was still running diesel and there was like a whole scandal ah, around diesel. I see. That's, that's what it is. They went from diesel to regular standard petrol. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. It's just a crazy thing. It's like a thing I just like happened to notice. I was like looking to buy. Also, the U.S.-China some... trade deal boosted prices. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, traders expect the agreement to help ease downward pressure on global economic growth and slow the decline in Chinese car sales. So mm. I guess if there's more Chinese-made cars that are making their way into the U.S. What are some brands? Show me some pictures of Chinese-made cars. It, uh, I mean, I don't know. They look, they, they look kind of just like a Scion. Yeah, they look kind of like Korean-made cars. Let me see. Uh, Scions are Korean. Yeah, aren't Scions? I like. A oh Hyundai. no, Scions are uh, Scions are Toyota, which is Japanese. Japanese okay. So, um, no, I was thinking like the. Uh, I was gonna say, there's no way a Scion isn't. First of all, that sounds like some fucking jet grind radio, fucking cyberpunk Japanese shit. Just calling anything a Scion. Right? It sounds like a bastardization of some sort of Rastafarian culture. Therefore, it's Japanese. Sure. Right? Uh-huh. Cyberpunk Japanese shit is all fake Rasta shit. But in the future. <sighs> My brain hurts. Somebody heard that? I'm telling you, the people listening to this are just like, yo, that motherfucker is correct. Um, so these are Chinese cars? Yeah. I mean, some of these seem what are the, like... What are the names of some of the brands? I want to know some of the names of the brands. Right. Uh, let's look it up here. One second. Um, automotive industry in China. Uh, let's see. Their big four uh, for their domestics are Saik Motor, Dongfang. <laughs> Dongfang. Oh, it's hilarious. F A W and Chang'an. Chang'an. Yeah. Others are Geely, uh, Beijing. Sounds like an Irish Chinese girl. Chang An? Chang An. 
Shang'an. Shang'an, maybe, might be better. Uh, Brilliance Automotive. Not even going to try to pronounce this one. Uh, Great Wall is another name for a car company. Great, uh, great Wall. <laughs> uh, Sherry Jinquar. Uh, That's their Volvo. It's just got really good crash test settings. <laughs> great Wall. <laughs> we ran it into the Great Wall like 50 times. Uh, they're just they're, they're a car company based out of the Great Wall. <laughs> They manufacture and then drive into it every day. Yeah, yeah. They drive along it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They just launch right into it. Seems it works. It still works. <laughs> it's repelling invaders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes with a catapult. <laughs> oh man. Um Yeah, but I don't know, dude. They look they look like uh yeah, I don't know, like kinda like Kia's. Yeah, they're not, ter- they're not terrible. Um, it's weird. I was just I was reading an article the other day about is it too late for GM to kind of pivot into renewable, right? What do you mean? Like Market Watch posted something. It was just like, oh, is it too late for them to catch up to these companies that are already really doing it? And like, they're, you know, Toyota's obviously way bigger in the space. There's other companies that but are to bigger. Define renewable. Like you're talking like hybrids like, or? Yeah, like hybrids. I mean, that's what we're doing. Nah, I mean, if we're doing electrics, yeah, I mean that's the move is electrics. And but can they catch? Here's the thing: is like, can you now catch Toyota and Tesla? No, right? You have your low end, you have your high end. Can GM catch them? I mean, look, the only way you can do it is if you can somehow convince the ignorant that this is the move, right? Like because like Tesla, so and that's even the thing, like fucking like goony like Russian dudes from Brooklyn are buying Teslas. Yeah, because they fuck. I think they first of all, I think they all think Elon Musk is Russian. Like every Russian he's in not. Brighton Beach, no, he's South African. I thought he was Russian because he looks Russian, and his name is fucking Elon, and that is fucking false advertising. I thought that motherfucker was on some von Braun shit. That's why I was all into SpaceX, and this is why their fucking shit keeps exploding. You can't, you can't be Dutch <laughs> with a fucking spaceship. <laughs> You Don Quixote windmill asshole. You cannot be Dutch with a spaceship. I know it's Spanish. Shut up. Nah, the Dutch are the fucking shit, dude. First of all, Dutch women, pan faces. Yeah, we've covered this. I know. I'll bring it back up. They're very plain. Their women all look like they click when they fucking walk. Yeah, but there's something about that where it's like, all right, every bitch kind of looks the same. Okay, so like, who gives a fuck? We're not competing over bitches. We're you're not. We're not. We're not talking about Dang Fong Motors anymore. This I'm, no, I'm saying it's like a thing where I think the dudes in that kind of environment are just like, all right, what else can we do, dude? They conquered the sea, like straight up. Fucking that whole country, mad of it wasn't like was was underwater. They it did have marshland. I'll, I'll say this: they did have. They, 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 they made mad dough off the East Indian Trading Company. That's fair. I think it, I think it's pretty shocking that the Dutch and they ran the first like fucking pump and dump with tulips. Sure, right. So they they've done some shit. The Dutch they had the first stock market. Those motherfuckers are sa- they're yeah, savages. Yeah, they do. St- look, the Dutch-, Dutch masters. I never liked the Dutch master as far as rolling goes because people used to Dude, suck lame. off Dutch masters and then peel that leaf off. And it's like, I'm just, we're just kissing now. Yeah, but then you take the leaf. And then you breathe your hot, shitty no, Cheeto breath on no, it because you're no. 15. You wrap it around a cold beer. 
because you're cool like that, right? Now the cold beer just killed all the fucking gay germs. But it's not the beer on the outside of the bottle. It's condensation, you fucking idiot. Yeah, but it's cold. It's still cold. It's condensation that makes it cold, and cold kills germs. Cold does kill germs. That's why that works in the vaccine, right? Something like that. That's why the vaccine is mad cold for COVID. Okay, look, that's a good point, Mike. We'll move on for a second. The Dutch are fine, but I'm just saying the reason why Russians are buying, the Russians in Brooklyn are buying Teslas is because they think Elon Musk is Russian. False advertising. That is completely, I, first of all, I didn't know you could not be Russian and name Elon. I didn't know you could look that nefarious and not be Russian. Exactly. Yo, that motherfucker, he, I mean, whatever, we've covered this though. He stinks as a supervillain. He is the worst. Nah, Bezos is worse. Yeah, the two of them, they, Peter Thiel, I don't think gets enough credit. Peter Thiel actually does some supervillain shit. You know who Peter Thiel is? Like, makes Elon Musk important? <laughs> First of all, made Elon Musk important. Pull up what Palantir does, because I tried to figure it out, and I can't. <laughs> I know it's some weird black ops kind of shit, where he's making mad dough off that. Fucking, I'll tell you this about Peter Thiel. Forget the fact that, like, First of all, I hate the fact that he got kiboshed somehow on his... Uh, first of all, he was the first one to be injecting himself with the blood of the young. He was the first dude. That was... He fucking set that trend. He wanted to open a gay libertarian island. off the And they fucked... And California kiboshed him on it. He was going to buy an old oil derrick three miles off California and be like, this is billionaire's paradise and you can still go to California on a boat. And California was like, we will let none of your boats in. But he bought the fucking old mining rig and he was going to do that. And he's just a big, you know, he's a big fucking mo, but he's evil. He's just mm. fucking young boys. I mean, probably not young boys, like legal age boys, but you sure. know, twinks. He's fucking getting it in. I'm going to tell you this right now. The twink is the only fashion accessory that matters anymore. <laughs> yeah But yeah Have a fucking fuck boy Like you don't want What else do you want A per Like what are you gonna have A Rolex Anybody could buy a Rolex It's true You get a fucking twink That's a fucking accessory If you're a fucking That is A fucking I'm not gonna lie Tiger King Kinda nailed a that A youthful twinkish boy Right That is The fucking Hairless cat Of your evil Billionaire today And Peter Thiel Sunk Gawker. He took down a media outlet using Hulk Hogan's dick. <laughs> it did happen. Yeah. Vince McMahon didn't use Hulk Hogan's dick that well. What do you got for me? Just, I'm, I'm dude, my brain hurts trying to uh, check this out. But uh, essentially, uh, they are, they're known for three products in particular, Palantir Gotham, Palantir Metropolis, and Palantir Foundry. They are a big data analytics firm. Um, their name is derived from the Seeing Stones and Lord of the Rings. Uh, in the past, Gotham was used to fraud investors of the Recovery, Accountability, and Transparency Board. Um, this is just all the stuff that they did bad. What do they sell? Uh, it's like secrets to the government and shit. Kind of. They do just do data. They work with data. They process data from, from what I understand. Here's the thing. Now Dude, look They up, have products like GhostNet and Shadow Network. First of all, yeah, hell yeah, because Peter Thiel is a gay anime villain. That motherfucker is going to have a fucking Gundam before any Japanese people. Pull up. I want to see on screen their fucking stock price. 
because it's doing pretty goddamn well for a company that has lost, like pre-IPO, lost tons of money. Uh, And I know most companies do. Somebody's going to go, oh, Chris, you fucking idiot. Like, Palantir has, like, lost an absurd amount of money. It just, like, it just shot up, and it's staying about there. It's $27. Dude, this this motherfucker, nobody could tell you what this company does. Let me see the uh, recent headlines. What is I just want to see what it says. Just I'm just looking here. $47.1 billion market cap. Yeah. Uh, 52-week high, 33. 52-week low, 8.9. Uh, They're already making money. Mm. Nobody can tell you what they do. It's literally just aggregating data for governments. Palantir will soon help the FDA evaluate drugs, including COVID-19 treatments, it says. So I guess they're just using the data that they get to for defense and. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Look, I'm just saying, <laughs> Peter Thiel. I'm gonna look more into Peter Thiel because didn't he also write Outliers? Is that him? No, Outliers is Gladwell. But he's in it. He's very like largely talked about in that, right? What's uh, the name of his book? Zero to a hundred. I'm not sure. Look up the name of Peter Thiel's book. I read it at one point, but it was a long time ago. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm seeing he's he's uh, heavily featured in that. Let me look up his book. He, I think he was very heavily featured in Outliers, and then I read Zero to One. Zero to One. That's what it was, because that's the harder move. And something called the diversity myth, multiculturalism, and political intolerance. That must be new. That's because no, of the- that's from '95. Really? Yeah. Uh, diversity, math, multiculturalism, and political intolerance on campus. Huh. Hmm. I mean, we all know that that's a thing. Um. Yeah, but what's the what's the synopsis of his zero to one book? I know I read it a long time ago. I remember just being like, I got to stop reading books like this. <laughs> uh, notes on startups or how to build a business. Uh, the great secret of our time is that there's still uncharted frontiers to explore and new inventions to create. And zero to one, the legendary entrepreneur investor Peter Thiel shows how we can singularly find we can find singular ways to create those new things. Thiel begins with the contrarian premise first, that we live in the age of first you create a company, mm-hmm. then uh, you, you don't tell anybody what it does. Uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. I mean, dare to dare to dream, dude. Dude, I fuck with Peter Thiel. I tried to get him on High Society back in the day. He, he just he didn't get back to me. I mean, this guy, guy's worth billions and billions of dollars. Wait, he can't talk to me? Was he, was he thinks he's better than me? I mean, he probably does. This is why everybody thinks Elon Musk is a better supervillain than him. I'm the only one out here being like, you're the good supervillain, Peter Thiel. Right? I mean, somebody's got to be spreading the good word. Yeah. But so, yeah, back to the GM thing, right? So GM can't really... I mean, maybe they could pivot. You just got to convince two... You got to convince a country star to drive a uh, tractor that is fucking some sort of diesel, that is some sort of fucking biodiesel or electric, and just one rapper to have one car and a hit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. They 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 tried that with like Chevys a while back. I I think I think more than anything, what you're seeing is like I, I think car companies know everything's gonna go, uh, like self driving in a bit, mm-hmm. and the concept of car ownership is just gonna be a thing of the past. I mean, I don't think I think it's gonna be a while before we get to self driving. 
Um, I think it's gonna be less ten years. I remember thinking that about seven years ago, and I don't think we're much closer we're, than we were then when I was thinking about it a lot. So I think this about um, self-driving cars, and I think it's the ultimate. I think self-driving cars is the next logical civilization paradigm shift for first world countries, right? I've always kind of thought that. Like when your car can look like your living room, real estate in the cities don't matter. And that's starting to go away without that. But I was always like, uh, whenever they was give, whenever they were giving future predictions for, um, you know, cities becoming more like you know Judge Dread mega cities or whatever. You know, anytime you read about a future, they'd be like, the cities are going to get more and more crowded, more and more people are crowding into cities. It was like you're just taking trends and adding on them. You're not thinking about the problems that people would like to be solved. Like people live in cities because they want access to amenities. Like if part, like if you like. If you could just get in your car at the end of your night of drinking in the West Village and just pass out drunk and wake up in your garage, then, like, why do you need to live in the West Village? True. Right? Like, if it's, like, if you can take, like, and also, like, people live in cities because there's, like, there's sexual availability. Like, young people live in cities because of sexual availability, right? People people in their 20s pay premium, a high premium to live in a place like New York City, let's say pre-COVID, because there's bitches around. Right? It's bitches true. raise the fucking price of fucking everything. <laughs> you go into a bar, no bitches, beer, $3. You go into a bar, it's like four bitches in there, $7. <laughs> Tell me fucking no. Pool hall, no bitches, beers, $2. Pool hall, bitches, beers are like $74. And pool's like a million. But yeah, and these bitches, they suck at pool. All right? I'm just saying... If you literally, if girls like, like the, the, the thing of, I don't really want to go all the way out there to a drunk girl goes, what, you mean, what do you mean? The car will just take you home in the morning. It's fair. Like the car will just take you home. Yeah, but I, I, there still is something. <clears throat> There's still something to be said for like that many people living in such a close proximity to each other. Um, even with travel, like it's still. I'm just saying you still lessen it. You lessen the demand. Yeah. Like, especially since traffic becomes a thing of the past. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, with self-driving cars, yeah. It should, at least. I mean, accidents are a big deal. Honestly, merging, self-driving cars eliminates merging. Yeah. Because you don't have a... Di- like, nobody's going to stop... Nobody's going to stop reading a book or playing video games to be like, hold on, let me be a dick and jump this merge line by the fucking Manhattan Bridge. No. Nobody's doing that. You're just going to be like, all right, yeah, I'm jerking off in my car. Like, this is fine. Like, I'm literally masturbating. Like, who cares if I'm in 30 seconds more of traffic? I'm not trying to get over. When you're actively driving a car, you're just, you are the most selfish you can possibly be. It's fair. You're just actively trying to screw everyone else around you because you don't believe them to be people because they look like robots. It's a crazy thing. That's, I mean, that's the nose picking thing. Everybody gets caught picking their nose or saying something racist in a car because. That's the that's the thing, like you know what I mean. Like you you are isolated. You are one. You are a nation of one. As soon as you're in the car, whatever. I want to talk about the Dodge Viper. As long as we're talking about cars, okay. Um, because for the second time this week, the Dodge Viper came up to me. I was just talking to Bobby Hutch outside, and I was talking to Zach Amico over the weekend, and we were just talking about dream cars. And I always said I always love those old caddies, either that or a Jaguar. And he was like, man, I always love the Dodge Viper. And I was like, you are white trash. 
Right, like, and I know lots of guys our age. You probably love the Dodge Viper as a kid, right? Dodge Viper fucking rules. Why? Uh, because of the engine. All right, but did you know that at the time when you first were like, "That's a cool car"? It just looked cool. The Dodge and, Viper, and because it had a roller coaster at Six Flags. That's true. That was later. Um, was it? Yeah, I thought it was the same summer. I think it was a few years later. So the Dodge Viper was the first car, to my knowledge. To be advertised and marketed like the Transformers. You understand what I mean? Like it was marketed the way children's toys were marketed. Okay. So the so back in the day, they would come out with it. They would develop an action figure idea. And then they'd be like, well, we better write a cartoon. So the right. Dodge Viper was Dodge was like, we want to make a race car. And then they were like, nobody wants to fucking buy a Dodge race car. So they made a TV show. That was a knockoff of Knight Rider and a video game. And a roller coaster at Six Flags. Yeah, I mean, dude, it debuted in 91. The Dodge Viper did. Mm -hmm. The Six Flags roller coaster debuted in 90. There you go. When did the show come out? Uh, I'm looking that up right now. Maybe 92. I want to watch the trailer for Viper or at least the opening sequence. Uh, Viper came out in 1994. Okay, so maybe they were the sales were waning. Mm, Could be. Let me see the trail. Okay, you want the the trailer or the opening sequence? I got the series trailer here. Okay, let me see. One second. It was just such a weird thing. It was like, this is just Knight Rider, but it's a car that you could buy. Very odd. Wait, why is it now? What the hell? Why is there no sound? Oh. I mean, this looks pretty ba- badass, though. Oh, what? It's technology. 21st century. I mean... Its existence officially disavowed. But its presence... This is definitely on Fox, right? Viper. Viper. No, this was a syndicated television show produced by NBC, which is the company that made Knight Rider. Um, NBC. It was later put on NBC, but it was a syndicated show, which means it just came on like uh, like Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. It was just like in markets on local stations. So, uh, I mean, that looked pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. It, did, it was kind of weird that um, group of bikers that were driving in a circle around the car that shoots missiles shooting at it. Yeah, I mean, that would seem like maybe not the best. Probably not the smartest move for Viper. But it's just very funny that they were just like, yeah, let's just, people love Dodge. Like, everybody, we told the Do- everybody that the Dodge Viper is the coolest car. And it did go very, right, right? Like, it did compete with Lamborghini, correct? What do you mean? Like, I think there was something built. Maybe the engine block was built by Lamborghini. They had the same parent company at the time. Um, there's something. I, yeah, so the Viper, uh, so the SRT, mm-hmm. uh, which is the like the SRT uh, 10 or the SRT 12 is what the Viper engine is. That engine has been put in cars that have raced at Le Mans a number of times. Okay. So it was a fast racing car, but... 
the hype, do you remember the level of hype surrounding, I mean, maybe it's just because I was a kid at the time, but literally everybody, I think, think about where I lived when this car came out. I lived in Gowanus. Literally nobody I knew's parents had a car. Yeah. Like, so it's like, every, but every little kid talked about how cool, and then, remember when they came out with the Viper motorcycle? No. I'll pull up the Viper motorcycle, dog. It was just such a weird phenomenon that I remember as a kid. The Dodge Viper just came out and then just went away. Did it go away? I don't remember. It, I mean, I think it, when I looked it up, I looked it up oh, and it went away in like shit, dog. Oh yeah. Oh. oh, that's not even the first one. Find the first one. All right. Um I'll we'll look at that too, because I've never seen that. But so it was just like this weird phenomenon. It didn't go away per se, but it it seemed almost attainable. There was definitely an episode of Mary with Children about the Dodge Viper. Like, it was a very weird, just all of a sudden, it was a very, so the Corvette has always been a part of the Americana lexic, like that, like that, the world. You know what I mean? It's a part of culture. <laughs> kind of. And there was like kind of a weird shoehorning of the Viper into the same, like, to try to kind of overtake where the Corvette was. That's uh, what it felt like at the time to me. I feel like Dodge is there right now. What do you mean? Well, yeah, I guess Viper well, was the... Well, the Charger, yeah. The yeah. Charger is is the... Well, the Charger, like, Mustang, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, the the that would be, like, the same concept. So, like, the while the, the Chevy... Uh, Camaro would be competing with the Dodge Challenger. The Chevy Corvette would be competing with the Dodge Viper. Yeah. Yeah, so that is that next level up. I'm not seeing anything about the uh, Viper, like the original quote-unquote Viper uh, motorcycle. Okay, so it had originally four wheels because it had to balance because it could go 200 miles an hour. It was a motorcycle that could go... Let me see that video that you had up. But there was a... um, it could go 200 miles an hour, and I remember... Are you sure it's not the Tomahawk? Let me take a look. Was it built by the same team? Was it yes. built by Team Viper? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, this is the Dodge Tomahawk. Yeah. This is a It was a built by the Viper team. Hell yeah. yes. That's the craziest... Pull it up again. Oh, this thing looks fucking Dog. sick. That looks like something that fucking Wesley Snipes drives to fight Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the craziest... Like, when that thing came out, I was like, that is the fucking... That motorcycle looks like a space bazooka. Like, <laughs> dude. And then it's like, I was. I remember reading, like, interviews with stuntmen that were terrified to bring it up to 200. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? They got it up to, like, 180, and I was like, come on, you pussy. It's only 20 miles an hour more. Yeah, I mean, at that point, what are you doing? So yeah. this is the Dodge Tomahawk versus the Dodge Viper. I guess they're racing, the two oh. of them. I just the vehicle is estimated to have a potential top speed of over 400 miles per hour. 400? That's not surprising, considering it's fueled by the same engine as the Dodge Viper. Yeah, so it's the, I think One this of the is the fastest sports cars well. on the road today. Yeah. Shut up. Make them race. Oh, holy shit. The Tomahawk weighs much, much less. The Viper has a better contact patch. So it would be very interesting. It's an interesting race because... I think the Tomahawk would come out on top and accelerate. Well, the Tomahawk weighs less. You could fuck a chicken and Viper. 
See, I think well, we think he'll drive faster because he'll be getting blown and come and slam really hard on the gas as he's coming and not paying attention. As all road blowjobs go. Yeah, dude. Who hasn't been there before? Oh, that is such a sick fucking bike. I yeah. want that so bad. So that's the story of the Dodge Tomahawk so, and Viper. So what they did was, the other cool thing, uh, they had a uh, Dodge um, SRT-12 truck. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, uh, yeah, the Ram SRT tens and those things. Fast ass truck. Yeah, dude. I mean, how bad does that thing look? That's just a truck, dude. That truck, that truck could dust anyone, dude. That truck is that thing is so loud. Oh, like there, there's something, there's something in me that is so hillbilly when it comes to just loud trucks. Where I'm just like, I hate them. I think it's also just like. A little boy thing. Yeah? Like, you're, like, kind of a little boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like my nephew's like, whoa, did you see that one? Every time a big truck drives by. Yeah, I still do get a little bit like <laughs> yeah. that when I see big trucks on the road. Yeah. Dude, I get I get shook. When I see a big truck driving near me, I'm like... Yeah, because it's... I hate... I hate driving next to, like, one of those trucks with all the cars on it. Because I just... There's something about the fucking A, defeatist, and B... Just always want the funniest way to die to happen to me. <laughs> every time I pass one of those, I'm just like, I'm like, oh man, I I can't not picture the cars rolling off at me. <laughs> hey, what happened to Chris? He got hit by a car. Who was driving? Nobody. <laughs> he got hit by eight cars. <laughs> Where all the parts of his body at different times? It's crazy. <laughs> oh. That was a fun. There was a fun segue with the Dodge Viper. We had talked about Chinese cars. Very fun. Um, I want to talk about uh, 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 MS13. Thank you. MS13 has a new drug, and I here's the thing. I every time I hear about new drugs. Literally for a while, I was like, yo, if you give me Crocodile, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Ew. Like, whatever, dude. Whenever I hear about new, I'm like, I want that. Yeah. And then drugs is the only thing. It's fair. I'm like, I just want to try it. Are people throwing their lives away because of something? It must be good. I mean, it's got to be worth trying. Yeah. So I sent you, uh, I sent you an article about this. Uh, the uh, There's a MS-13, Vice, Vice put out a piece on it. And this is the kind of... This is all I ever want to see from Vice. Is them reporting on some fucking third world fucking hood shit. But apparently, so I've I've talked about on High Society a bunch. K2 was a synthetic weed that uh, people were smoking because you didn't get popped for drug tests. And then bodegas were selling it because it was legal. It was synthetic cannabinoids, but it was making people into zombies. There was one particular street corner in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, that repeatedly had... Just like dudes like would du- have huge K2 smoke ciphers and then it would just look like a block of zombies on like camera Ooh. over and over again. So now apparently uh, since all that stuff is illegal, they've now gone further and they have a new drug called Crispy or Tiburon, which means shark in Spanish. I'm sure I'm butchering that word. But it means shark in Spanish. And literally, it's just... For, pull up the picture of the weed. First of all, it looks like some real... 
That looks like some Mexican brickweed right there. That's my kind of weed. Dude, I'll tell you this. I remember once I, I got quoted a very... That's some lows. Uh, even the picture... Scroll up to the picture of the hand at the top of the article. Um, you see a seed prominently in that bag. Mm. And it's all, anytime you buy weed and it's already broken up, but then also in a bag tight enough where it fills the whole bag, that's not good weed. Anytime it looks like it came out of like a machine that makes mulch. <laughs> Dude, I remember once back in the day, year, like when I was still, like when my dad was still alive, fucking, um, I, I got a good price on some like really shitty weed. It was such a, it was a really good price. But I remember, uh, my boy introduced me to this dude, and I was like, so, like, what does it look like for the number, you know, blah, blah, He goes, He goes, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. It's some real regular-ass shit. It's some regular-ass, regular shit. And he brought it over to me, and I could see the corner of the brick in the bag. And I was like, god damn, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? He's like, you know what you could do is, like, you steam it, and it's easier to break it apart. So I go, all right, I guess I'll fucking steam it. And fucking, I put in a pasta steamer. My dad was out playing cards, but I, you know, I figure I'll open all the windows just in case I don't want the whole house to smell like weed. And I get a call about fucking 10 minutes later from my buddy. He goes, hey, I'm playing fucking handball at 52 Park. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I go, what do you mean? He goes, the entire block smells like weed. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> and I was like, I just, just come look at this. And he just came through. He was like, I don't know what that is. I'm not smoking it. And now, mind you, this is a guy who used to pick up. There was a kid. We just had Dork on last week talking about graffiti. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. But we used to buy off this kid whose graffiti tag was, when we were real young, we were like 14 and shit, we buy off this kid whose graffiti tag was Raid Max because he sprayed his weed with road spray and did not lie about it. Could, you could never call him a liar, Mike. <laughs> he, used to he used to write giant fucking letters, Raid Max, on fucking buildings all over the neighborhood. So if you smoked his weed and you were like, I think there was something in that, and that means you were illiterate. Like, that means if you were surprised, you were illiterate. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is a new drug, and apparently they're saying it's more addictive than cocaine. They're literally saying, like, old folks and children are... And the article... Here's what's weird about Vice, is that they never get to whether or not it's being marketed as what it is, or if it's being marketed as wheat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just these guys being like, yeah, the young homies is addicted. It's like... Like, it's... A, oh, there's a lot of addicts now. It's almost as addictive as cocaine. Everyone from the youngest kid to the really old people consume it now. But they never say if they're just telling people, yeah, this is some new shit, or if they're just be like, yeah, this is weed. And they're just coming back. Like, nowhere in this article. So, like, that's the thing. Even if I went to Honduras, which, you know, I am planning a trip to Honduras, as I do, I wouldn't even know. It, like, I'd be, I might buy some weed thinking it's some Tiburon, and I'd just get some regular shitty weed, and that would... Really pissed me off, Mike. Well, so here's the thing. What I what I am seeing here is uh, 
what we used to sell, he's showing it, like what we used to sell, I guess, is the weed mm-hmm. uh, we would sell for 30 bucks a pop. Now they're marketing it as this Tiburon, okay. uh, and they're selling it at 100 bucks a pop, and it's flying like hotcakes. Because it's a premium. Right. It's just like, how hard would it be? We're talking cartel money here, right? Just get some grow lights. Just grow good weed. No, but he's saying like the 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 weed wasn't all right. So on yeah, but this, they probably are selling just as shitty weed, right? But on this, uh-huh. right, they're they're selling this at a hundred local a pack, right? Mm-hmm. That's only amounting to like three hundred, four hundred bucks a day. American, yeah, yeah, but like in these villages, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, if the average wage is two dollars a day. $400 a day for a gang of, let's say, seven guys is a lot of money. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So I guess, yeah, at that You point- could sponsor one of these guys for a nickel a day six years ago. You could have got in on the ground floor. <laughs> okay. Uh, does that mean I get a cut of the fucking Tiburone profits? How, how does that work? That's how we need to restructure Feed the Children. It's got to be like some sort of fucking loan. It's got to be like an IPO situation. Could we just start investing in these kids now? Start getting them on the Tiburone fucking gang chain? So you're saying you want a, a share offering of yeah, third world people? I mean, third world criminal organizations. I mean, I guess people, yes. Well, I mean, people who will likely eventually join those criminal How is that any different than owning a nail salon, Mike? Can't really argue with that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, more risk o- opening a nail salon. Yeah, probably. Bitch will cut you. You <laughs> fucked up her gel tips or whatever fucking shit. She got a wedding to go to that weekend. Right. You about to get fucked up. Yeah, I mean, you're a silent investor in, in gang culture. Yeah, I think that's a way better job for me. It's fair. It's a safer investment. Yeah. You're all about safe investments. I, lo- I love the fucking writing. As they talk, they play FIFA on PlayStation and get high off joints of Tiburone smoking with measured inhalants, inhalations out through their mouths and back in through their nose. This is just like how you describe 18-year-old weed dealers anywhere. Damn, so they look cool They're just playing shit. FIFA instead of Madden. That's the only difference between their trap house and one in New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're literally describing me at 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the reverse waterfalls like they just saw the fucking Snoop fight video. Uh-huh. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so apparently what happened was they they made the other This is this is something that fucking always bugs me about drugs. They made the other stuff illegal, so then they had to figure out how to make this, which is now significantly more addictive. Like do you understand like do you know one of the main factors in the crack boom in the uh 80s? Uh, no. Okay, so it was hard to crack down on cocaine. So the DEA decided to crack down on suppliers of cut. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and so motherfuckers had all this coke, but they people were used to getting... This is actually true. You can look it up. The DEA cracked down on... Uh, d- various chemicals that research chemicals they're not just used for cutting cocaine but they were also used for cutting cocaine yeah like and, same way they cracked down on Sudafed and shit yes so um, but particularly with this they cracked down on these things for cocaine and so motherfuckers had all this cocaine but they couldn't just sell the raw because people were because then they would have had to admit they've been lying to motherfuckers forever sure you know what I mean? They couldn't just be like, look, I'll give you the raw raw, 
It's going to be half as much or a third as much, but you got to pay me the same because people are going to be like, nah, that's not enough. It was going to be like this whole haggle process. So these motherfuckers just had all this coke, no cut, and were like, let's start trying stuff. And then they got to baking soda. And then they were like, well, that worked. It sure did, Mike. It sure did. Like, fucking, and that's it. That That is the birth of the crack. Run it back. Hell yeah. First of all, how is there not some soul brother rapper that has the birth of the crack as their fucking rap, like their fucking album? Hmm. That's a really good question. Right? Joel Santana, the birth of the crack? I don't hate it. I'm listening to that. Um, especially since he called himself human crack in the flesh. Indeed. Um... But it's not the only time that, I mean, meth only exists because cocaine's illegal also. No. Because there was, there was crank, there was crank way before there was like cocaine crackdowns in the 60s. Was cocaine legal in the 60s, Mike? Cocaine, cocaine's never been legal. Cocaine well, was legal. All right. Cocaine was legal after marijuana was made illegal. You know what I mean? All right. In the fair. 50s and shit. Like, it's like literally these things. Oh, well, methamphetamine or just like the way it is on the street, like maybe that was made in a lab, but the reason why like it exists, all right, like <clears throat> cocaine, I've always made this joke about meth. The reason it never really made it into like these port cities is because the powerful Dominican cocaine lobby keeps it out. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason why meth, you can only get meth in New York in a gay club like a year ago. Really? I mean, that's where you'd find it for sure. I mean, I had a guy for meth. It was also the same guy I could get coke and crack from. You still got a guy for meth? No, I don't talk to that guy anymore. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure I could find you meth if you want me to. I mean, I could definitely find you ecstasy that's mostly meth. Yeah, I'm good on that. It's the same thing, Mike. Yeah, I guess. I don't want to put any ecstasy in my meth. <laughs> I kind of just want to try meth once. I mean... It ain't great. All right. Um, but th- the thing is, like, that would never have been popular if you could just get good Coke. Like, it's just, I don't understand why they need to keep, fu- let's just make this illegal. That's the same way, like, bankers do the same shit. Like, you just make a law, and then they're just like, asshole, we're criminals. We're going to go around the law. Like, are you fucking stupid? We're going to figure out a new thing, you fucking idiots. Right, right, like the whole mortgage default swap thing. Like, I know it was, like, really brought to a head by this. but And it had already been happening for years. But what really made it worse was, like, the Clinton administration was just like, no, you have to give these, like, uh, high-risk loans. You have to give a certain amount of high-risk loans to poor communities. And then they were like, oh, yeah, well, we already have this fraudulent product that we're not re- like meth it's like yeah we were making a little bit of meth and that was like really hard to get coke so then we'll just make a lot of meth you know what i mean like if these guys like no synthetic cannabinoid and therefore this ever would have been made if people could just get weed maybe i don't know like i'm, I'm just seeing like whatever they're doing to this weed might make it so literally that's what designer drugs are what do you mean so, like, designer drugs, like, all these drugs that, like, 2CB, 2CI, all that stuff, that family of drugs, a lot of it exists because the U.S. government at a point, so MDMA was illegal. 
Mm-hmm. So you just try to find something that works like MDMA. So you start moving molecules around. And then you get something that's close. And that's not illegal. For a while, the U.S. government was creating drugs to make illegal. And then they were saying that anything that's kind of close to this is also illegal. You can't do this and this and this. And that's how, like, scheduling worked. And then they just kind of, like, suspended that program because it was expensive. And that's when, all of a sudden, now literally everybody can get 2CI. 2CB, 2CE. Right? Yeah. Right, right? (laughs) To be a little subtle here? Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm just saying, it's like, we were getting it. I remember I was getting that shit from a chemist in Long Island in, like, the late 90s. And I couldn't get a lot of it because I couldn't sell it. It was very funny. I would get these. Ca- I would get these things that were clearly labeled 2CB, 2CE, 2CI, and I'd get fo- something called Foxy. And I would try. I would tell people like, "Hey, yeah, I have this," and they'd be like, "No, do you have any ecstasy?" And I'm like, "This is in all the ecstasy. I'm just telling you what it is." And I just they didn't want it. I was just an honest businessman. Businessman. And those things only existed because ecstasy was illegal. And those things are better than ecstasy. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Ecstasy kind of sucks. Yeah, TCB is way better. Yeah. All right, moving on. Guys, I'm going to take a quick break from the show just for one second and talk about another sponsor. Uh, That's LZY Authentic. LZY Authentic is a new clothing brand started by uh, my good buddy Paperface and my buddy Shake Dogs, who uh, you know he did all of the artwork for Snake Dick. And these two guys, with uh, combined with my buddy Cree the Monster Man, have created LZYAuthentic.com. You can use the promo code Chris1 there. You get 10% off your order on any piece of apparel. These are all limited edition shirts, except for they have their one label. It is clothing dedicated to the art of laziness. Who doesn't want to be lazy? And I'm telling you this right now. You know Pape's art is good. You know Shakes' art is good. You got the holidays coming up. You want to put out limited, these are limited edition t-shirts. Some people like to buy novelty t-shirts. You know what sucks about a novelty t-shirt? Seeing somebody else in the novelty t-shirt you own. Mike? It's the worst feeling. Worst pot. Mike has lost loved ones, and that's the worst feeling. So you go to lzyauthentic.com, use the promo code CHRIS1. At checkout, you're going to get 10% off your order. All right, let's get back into it. We haven't talked about the dead city, Mike. It's a dead city. We still live in the dead city here. Uh, Rest York, in peace. New York is dead. But however, they have just announced, apparently the city, can I ask you a question? Have you ever been to Flushing, Queens, Mike? Uh, yes. Why? Um, most of the time going to a Mets game and then mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Other Afterwards, f- it's nearby. You can have a drink, maybe get some food. Sure. Most people do not go to Flushing, Queens. Right. It's on the 7 train, and nobody likes the 7 train. Very far. Uh, It's awful. It's an awful trip from anywhere other than Flushing, Queens. Mm. Um, But for some reason, in this dead city, the New York City Council has given a final okay to build up the Flushing waterfront. I believe you have a photo. You you can see it. I do not. I have sent you one. On what? Your email. 
I'm in my email and I don't see an email from you. So you probably sent it to the wrong email address. I mean, somebody got a really weird email from me. Then. <laughs> Hold on here. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're building up the waterfront in Flushing and it's, so I get, it's a weird thing. It's like, I guess if you've already been gathering funds to do this and you've been trying to get the permits together, you kind of have to build something like this. I don't understand why you would. Like, and then I scroll down and I read to what it, uh, what it is fully. The developers promised to pay for the cleanup of Flushing Creek and the construction of an esplanade to open the waterfront to the public. And I was like, oh, this is just the Sopranos. Like, More what, or less. But like, why? Like, imagine like a city that is decreasing in population. You know what we're going to do? We're going to build a bunch of condos really far away from anywhere where there's jobs. That make any sense. Yeah, especially like you, more and more people are leaving from closer to where those jobs are. Exactly. So, and like apparently the city council, like some people were very mad. They're just like, they haven't given enough to the community. It's like, what do they have to give? Like. They're not going to be able to rent these things. Just take away the tax abatements. So if anybody doesn't know, in New York City, if you have an empty space and you're a business owner and you've built a place and it's empty, it can be empty for up to five years. And anywhere else in your company, you can roll over the tax, like you can roll over what that would be in rent to not pay taxes on something else. Ooh. Yeah. That's why there's all these empty apartments around New York City. And they'll just be like, no, we'll wait. There's nobody here. Mm. Who the fuck are you renting to? Yeah, but you can't change that now. What do you mean? You can't change the rules on that now. They should have changed it 10 years ago. Well. It was hurting 10 years ago. Yeah, but now it would be crippling to anyone who's in commercial real estate. They would just simply go out of business. 100%. Should still do it. <laughs> Fuck them all? Dude, I want everything to crumble for the next 10 years and then we get some new fucking mayor that's like, I'm going to change everything. And that's when you buy everything up. Yeah. Okay. And then you just wait. And then when I'm 80, I'll, be, I'll have so much money, Mike. I'll never need toilet paper again. That's how much money I'll have. You're just going to use hundreds? No, I'm just going to use bitches' tongues. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so this flushing waterfront. First of all, what's fun about flushing is you go there and it's like, Young people Chinatown. Like that's what's cool about Flushing. Flushing is actually a really cool neighborhood. But it's like it's like a it's like for hip it's for like hipster Asians from Queens. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's a cool, like fun place to hang out. Like it's like less intimidating than Manhattan or Brooklyn Chinatowns. There's not a lot, as much bustle. And it's just like there's some cool bars out there. It's like very fun. So it's just like I hate the fact that every city council is just like you know what will make this good? If we make it like every other place. Like, if you go to various cities around the country, you will see the exact same mall. Like, it's built exactly the same. The outside looks the same. And then you go inside and you're like, oh, that's the same. This is the same mall. Yeah, because it's owned by Simon Malls. I'm just, yeah, but you know something? They got That company is just really good. Or whatever, I was talking about this. Ferris wheels. We were just in Atlantic City. I was with Zach and Lewis. They got one of those giant Ferris wheels that you can like eat dinner on the Ferris wheel. I've never seen that. 
First of all, there's one in Staten Island. Okay. There, so there's one in this city. Okay. Uh, there's one in London, I believe. There's one in Atlantic City. They have city councils have approved the building of these giant Ferris wheels. Or I believe there's one in France, in Paris. They've approved these around the world. Just somehow the company that makes these giant Ferris wheels. Look up this company. I, I need to know what the name of the company is. They've somehow convinced city councils around the globe that uh, fucking it's a good idea to build. Who the fuck wants to go on a Ferris wheel? Uh, looks like Vacoma. Uh, Dutch Wheels is the giant wheel division of Vacoma. You know what doesn't need wheels, Mike? A spaceship. <laughs> I, know I, I know you tried to get me there real quick. I'm just saying, dog. Um, but Vacoma is the name of the company. Yes. Now, uh, give me some information on Vacoma because this company can suck my dick hole. Uh, hmm. All right, let's see here. Uh, is they have a Wikipedia? They do. Um, all right, it's a Dutch amusement ride manufacturer. Vacoma is an abbreviation of Veldkoning Manufacturing and was established in 1926. Uh, originally manufactured farm equipment, later made steel constructors for coal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they were acquired by Sansei Technologies, the parent company of American ride manufacturer SNS Sansai in 2018. Uh, their notable installations include uh, the Delhi Eye in Delhi, India, uh, the Navy Piers Ferris Wheel in Chicago, um, the Giant Wheel in Wildwood, New Jersey, the Giant Wheel in Six Flags, uh, Darien Lake, and the Hong Kong Observation Wheel. Does anybody enjoy a fucking Ferris Wheel? I like the Wonder Wheel, but there's a sense of nostalgia. It feels like it might fall down, and some of the cars swing. Also, I got a hand job on there when I was young. But other than that, who the fuck wants to go on a fucking Ferris wheel that lasts an hour, and you can eat dinner on it? Who's eating dinner on a Ferris wheel? This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the thing that sucks about the world now, right? It's kind of like what I was talking about, about like the thing with bitches, right? Um, like, pool halls used to be shady places where you can go spend fucking $8, shoot pool for a couple of hours, and have a beer. A bowling alley used to be a place that you can go to, spend about $15, you play, you bowl a game, maybe two, have a beer. Sure. Now, both of those things are going to cost you $70, and there's going to be a lot of lights. Yeah. I don't want any of that. A Ferris wheel is literally for a small child once. Yeah. I mean, even when I was a little kid. Ferris wheels are for kids who are scared for too long of real rides so that when you take your fat kid, when you take your dork kid out with your cool kids, you go, he'll be scared of most of the rides. You'll finally get him to go on one. He'll be terrified. And you go, don't worry, sweetie. We'll go on the Ferris wheel next. That's what Ferris wheels are for. Yeah. That's it. And bitches. And getting hand jobs from bitches. Yeah. Like you could definitely when that Ferris wheel stops at the top. Oh yeah. You're that is Just whip it out. I guarantee you, look, I bet most chicks didn't get finger banged for the first time on a Ferris wheel, but I guarantee you, 
I would I would love to know the purport. I bet more dudes finger banged for the first time because the girl that's going on the Ferris wheel with you, she you know she wants to get a little finger, a little a little finger, a little. She definitely wants to get finger. A little past the lip. Just a little something. Not you're not getting all the way in there, but you're gonna get a little. You're gonna get a little over the panty moisture, and then maybe you can slip it past the panty. Get a little, little bit past the lip. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the girl who she's probably not gonna give you much else, but she wants that little danger in the air. Sure. That's what that's for. That's for a little past the lip. Twelve year old finger bang action. And for your shitty kid. To make him feel like he's not terrible when your cool kid is going on all the rides. Sure. Right? Yes. That's it. Moving on. Last thing we'll talk about this week. Um, Jake Paul beat the shit out of Nate Robinson last week. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted that to happen. Right? No, not really. I think everybody wanted to see Jake Paul get punched in the face. I know who Logan Paul is. I don't quite know who Jake Paul is. I assume he's also a cunt. He's the younger brother. He's the younger brother. Um, he beat up a man half his size who didn't train at all. That's on Nate Robinson. And then so I guess people are still... There's this video that came out. Also, we did a we did the Vice story before, but also from Vice. Can you pull up the video, please, Mike? Okay. It might say Logan Paul in the email I sent you. Okay, I got it here. Oh, we're not going to do the other one? we got to do the other one. What's the other one? There's one I, other I was, one in here right. that is. All right, we'll get to it. The last one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's do this. Oh, and there's, yeah, there was actually something else that we need to give an update on. Okay. Ready? Yep, let's go. To be honest, um, I, I almost started to protest this show. because Why? I, I'll tell you why. And this is our question of the week. We saw what happened to Nate Robinson, so I'm going to ask Jake Paul right here in front of America. Jake, um, considering where we are right now in our racial conversation in America, was what you did to Nate Robinson racist? <laughs> that is the uh, question of the week. Man. Nah, stop playing with me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jake, it's a sensitive time right now. We just... You had to witness a white man just knock a black man smooth out in front of all of America. So that's why I asked that. But just just tell us about that that moment real so quick. So because... pause this real quick. Yeah, we're 40 seconds in, and I want to rip my eyes out. Okay, so let me tell you this. That girl was clearly joking, right? Jam- Jamel Hill, yeah. She's, an, she's a respected broadcaster and, and interviewer. Okay. She was clearly joking. She's wor- She's got this job um, for Vice, and... I don't know who either of these girls are, really, but like, it was like, all right, like, that's kind of a low blow to do to a guy. Like, especially since literally, it's an interesting question because the actual more interesting question is so the entire country wanted to watch you get the shit kicked out of you and you won a fight against a professional athlete, correct? Sure. And like, to not go for that question is a little weird to me, and to go with this. And I was like, I kind of get it. It's kind of a weird gotcha thing. I don't know. It almost seems like they're friends. Sure. Also, we didn't see... This is two minutes of what I would assume would have to be at least a 10-minute long interview. I'd say it was probably a 10-minute. So maybe they did ask that. We don't fucking know. Could be in there. I'm not going to watch the whole thing. Okay, can I just... They definitely didn't phrase it as, so everybody wanted to watch you get your ass beat (laughs) and you won. Sure. Because literally, I saw tweets... 
that said, I don't care who wins. I just want Jake Paul to be hurt was one that I recall seeing. Yeah, I saw that same one. Yeah. Funny guy. I don't remember who it was. I, just, I don't either. I just remember I think I think that guy's funny, and I was like, that's a that's an odd stance. Yeah. Um, no, I think the 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 bigger point here is that his response was significantly more racist than knocking out Nate Robinson. Oh, because he was like, nah, B. He got <laughs> no, no, no. Because by winning that fight, he absorbed Nate Robinson's blackness. <laughs> so it can't be racist because yeah. he's now more black than Nate Robinson. He was like, nah, it's not. Nah. Yo, quit playing with me, Jamel. Why are you fucking around, Jamel? Come on, you know white people are watching? What? what? <laughs> you see this house I'm in? I'm clearly not in the hood. <laughs> All right, go keep keep playing this. But there's more? Yes. It gets worse. Uh, it looked like Nate was asleep before he ever even hit the canvas. Yeah, I mean, this is what we train for. You know, at the end of the day, boxing is a sport. And, uh, you know, you train to win. And that's, that's what I went in there and did. And I, I, uh, I worked hard for this. And, you know, Nate, Nate is the one who called me out originally. So I think he is frozen. Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you guys now. Oh, Sorry, okay. my that's Wi-Fi okay. is unstable, like my relationship. <laughs> okay, so let's I like start this from guy. the beginning. Seems okay. fine to First me. and foremost, was it racist? to knock a black man out? That is the question of the oh, They asked him again. Asking me that. I said no. It's not racist. <laughs> it's a shitty question. It's a sport. Why is it a shitty question? Do. Why is it a shitty question? Because it, how does this have anything to do with race? It just, it doesn't. It's a At fine least... question. We got to wake you up. You got to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> That's right. Like, because if you can go from, oh, oh. <laughs> Smacking himself. He's like, rules. Hit harder than Nate Robinson ever hit him. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> So Carrie is the other girl. I don't know Oof. her. You know her? No, 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 God, no. Um, the fact that she just like reiterated it, and he's just like on choppy Wi-Fi. It it felt like a weird gotcha trying to look. I kind of I think this weird thing about all of these like teeny like he like the Pauls are like kind of like your, your teeny bopper for kids entertain or they started that way, right? Yeah. Like, particularly Logan Paul, right? Like, they all... Sh- the well, yeah, YouTube- I mean, Jake's the younger brother, so if anything... Yeah, but, you know, I mean, the the fucking... The YouTubers tend to shift in weird ways that never happen to your traditional stars, right? Well, I do think you, you are seeing a thing, especially with somebody like like Jake and Logan, what they're both doing with this boxing thing is, like, I mean, they're in their mid-20s now. They're like, yeah, we can't... We have to stay relevant. Like we just can't keep putting. Not, not even stay relevant. It's just like I got to do something with my life. Like I've, I have more money than I'm ever gonna need. Yeah, but they can't, and they can't. Like, why continue to put out this childlike content? Right. It's like it's just not. You know, it's more so than that. It's like it's just not fun anymore to be 23 and be like, oh, look how I prank my roommate when I could be going and training with the best boxers on the planet to yeah. go and fight Floyd fucking Mayweather. Like, if you could be doing that, and instead you were like, yo, I put a hundred ping pong balls in my roommate's room, it's like, well, you're just kind of lame, dude. Like, do yeah, something fair. better with that money. That's fair. That is totally fair. Um, but it, it's this weird thing. It's like, where people want to, like, play these guys. Like, even, like, the guys, like, I just want to see Jake Paul get... I always, like, said this weird thing. I was like, I remember, like, when my Justin Bieber first got popular, and I was like... In my mid twenties, I remember just being like, "If you have, if you're an adult man and you have a strong opinion on Justin Bieber, you're a pedophile." I don't know, dude. I remember. I, here's the thing: I you're five years younger than me. 
That's right. a, that's enough of a difference. Maybe. I was like 20, I want to say like 23, 24, maybe the first time I saw him perform. It was at the MTV uh, Music Awards or something like that. And like he came out and did a live thing with like drums. And I was like, oh, he's he's actually a talented musician. Like, that, I'll be why honest, do people hate on him? That's fine to hear. But like when people are just like, I remember like my buddy said something to me about when the faculty came out. He was just like, motherfuckers out here like, I want Usher to die. Like, why? He ain't fucking your girl. Like, who gives a shit about the, like, okay, like, and, like, but that shit with Jake Paul was, like, there, it's just this weird, they wanted to get him. Oh, yeah. They wanted him to say something racist there, right? Correct? That's what that question was for. And I feel like the first girl was kind of like, I'm going to fucking lob this at him and laugh. I feel like the producers, are they handed them this. Yeah. And she was just like, I'm not going to fucking do this to a dude who just actually trained to fight a professional athlete. Like... And that other girl was like, no, 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 we need... So they got... Get woke. They literally tried to get their buzz moment. I think this is the backfiring of a buzz moment, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and that is great. To me, that's what's great about this. Because, like, I went through the comments on this tweet, the tweet that I saw about this, and it was just, it was from their show. Because the first thing I saw was just the second part. Which, to show just that, would be disingenuous, and I'm glad I found the other clip. Um, but, like, it was on, and they were like, yo, I'm fans of both of you guys, and I hate, like, I, they're literally, there are, like, men in the comments, like, I hate Jake Paul, and you guys repeatedly asking him that is so fucked up. <laughs> like, just like, because, like, that's the whole thing, is, like, you've now put this guy who's kind of dumb, it seems, I mean, at least from that video. Like, I don't know much about Jake Paul, but, like, probably not the brightest bulb in the fucking... So if he's just, like, whatever, fuck that motherfucker up. Like, he's just the, like, if he affected the way they were affecting to try to match their energy, he'd be... Re- you know what I mean? They'd, they'd have got him. Wait, what do you mean affecting? Because he was. Like, he just... No, but he just talks like that. If he tried to match their black girl energy, they would have called him yeah, out for right, coach fair, switching. fair. If he didn't always talk like that... They would have called, you know what I mean? Like, they would have called him out for like code switching. They were looking for him. They were like, this will get him. Like, Mm. what? But in all honesty, like, I do believe that's what it is. But what could he have really said that would have been awful? Um. I guess he could have pulled the, my my favorite thing ever was uh, Adrian Broner. Do you know about like why he had to give up the Ring Boxing Magazine title? Uh, yeah, I think you okay. talked about this on here, maybe. I don't think I talked about it on here. I talked about it on HSR for sure. And I'm sorry if anybody's hearing this the second time. So Adrian Broner, I didn't even remember who he beat up. But they were like, how do you feel about your victory? And he was like, you call me the can man. I'm motherfucking African. I just beat the shit out of a Mexican. Hell yeah, call me the can man. Anybody want these hands, they can get it. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Anybody can get it. And fucking, they were like, that was insensitive. He was like... What it, what was it? I didn't understand even what was insensitive about that. Because I think he said that he he beat up a Mexican. He did beat up a Mexican. That's oh. factual. <laughs> like that was a factual statement. Yeah, Chris, I uh, paid the race to you. Sometimes facts are racist. Mm. Sometimes facts are racist. But they were trying to get Jake Paul to say to pull a can man. No, I think they were trying to get him to be like. Um, no, just, I just, just say the N word. No, I think that I here's the thing. I think that it's two women, right? Who probably have Boo. I'm assuming women producers. Boo. 
right? Like if we're going to go out on a limb and guess, right? And I think they, you know, just were sitting there uh, uh, racking their brains trying to figure out what they were going to talk to this guy about. a sports journalist, correct? Jamel is a sports journalist, yes. Okay. But I think that their producers wrote that question. It's the quote-unquote question of the week. You know, oh, it's so something... they, probably, they probably can't just be like, fuck off, I'm not asking this question. It's like, yeah, this is what the writer's room wants to know, and this is what they came up with. And it's like, well... We gave all these girls a chance. <laughs> we can't not listen to their ideas because they're in the writer's room at Vice. But it's two other bitches. Yeah. Can't those chicks just be like, no, we veto this question of the week. They're I'm sure they could. Broads, and they're black women. I'm sure they could. But my point that I'm making is I think that when, knowing Jamel and who she is and the stance she takes on things, I would imagine that upon her taking a gig at Vice, she hired a bunch of underqualified uh, POC women writers okay. who come up with horseshit like that, and she as a journalist has to sit yeah, there just, and be like... Can we just point out that they're probably not underqualified because they are black women? No, they're probably underqualified because they've been writing for TV for a year or two, and that's the talent pool that's out there. Mm. Like, there's so... I know a ton of women... Or they're willing to take less money to work at Vice. That too. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no I, I mean, like, Vice is notoriously poor pet. Right, and I mean, like, there obviously there are a number of, like, you know, you could have Yamanika writing for this show, and it would be ten times better. But, but you're gonna have to beat, you're gonna have to beat what she'll make on the road, and you're not gonna do that. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So I think you're gonna get like the you're essentially honestly, getting, I would rather watch Yamanika host that show. I mean, Yamanika and Jamel would be a fun show. Yeah. That'd be a very fun show, and I would watch that. So when you punch at my little motherfucker in his face, <laughs> right? How did it feel? Where his face pushed up against your knuckles and he fell down. <laughs> Is that a decent Yamanika? That's an all right Yamanika. That's all right. It was yeah. the first try. Got there. Um, I think the beginning part of that was good. But all right, I just wanted to I just wanted to point that out that I thought that was nonsense. But yeah, yeah. don't go after the Paul of all people. I and like it's also a weird thing because I'll. Did we ever talk about the? Uh, the Deontay Wilder thing on the show, Mike. What are you talking about? About about wait, with my are buddy you Greg. About Greg? <sighs> we never we never mentioned this on the show, right? No. So my buddy Greg, the first time Mike's on acid, <laughs> we watched Wilder Fury two, and then we go to the bar, and my buddy Greg, who he was the uh, racist lady story that I told. The shooting pool story. Right. Same guy. We're at a bar with him. And now he just can't admit that a white guy just beat the shit out of a black guy. <laughs> he just can't do it. He cannot. <laughs> he does not have the ability to freely admit that he paid money to watch a white man beat the shit out of a black man like and the dorkiest white guy yes <laughs> with his wife who's a gypsy whore <laughs> blowing people in the bathroom like so he can't admit it so greg literally looks at me and mike and goes this is the night of the fight and he goes nah but like i think that mask is some shit that fucking wilder water the ring fucked up his breathing that shit look heavy <laughs> that's not his fault that's fucking, he just was wearing, he can't be wearing armor to the ring. Yeah, that, that was a mistake. That was a lapse of judgment, but I can't say he lost the fight. Oh, yeah, and don't forget his other 100% uh, certain theorem. 
What was it? Oh, I don't even remember. Uh, that they put something in his water. Oh, yes. He was yes. 100% had a drug water bottle. Yes. You know, because yes. his legs weren't right after that third yeah, his round. Because le- his legs weren't right. <laughs> they were, he was like, it was either the armor or a drugged water bottle is what happened. It's, it's the WWF. <laughs> um, and then two days later, Deontay Wilder was like, I need a rematch, man. I didn't realize that armor was going to be so heavy. <laughs> 40 pounds. 40 pounds. It's not a lot. Yeah, I mean, I have done rounds in Lewis's 40-pound weight vest, and I was fine. I have a 50-pound weight vest in the house that I do pull-ups with. Mm. Like, it's like... All right, moving on. All right. One quick thing before we... We just got to give a quick update. So we've been talking about Max Public House. The nation has been watching Max Public House in Staten Island. Um... They uh they were the Staten Island Auto Zone. Uh, they were not going to they were not putting up with things. Then the owner got arrested. Apparently he ran over a cop. That's like a weird thing to do in Staten Island. That's a re- like if you have all of Staten Island on your on your side, you know what you don't do? Run over a cop. Yeah. Um. Also, pull up the picture of uh, this guy. He looks like Jorge Masvidal. Who is this guy? The guy Mac. who owns Mac Max Public House, uh, Danny Presti. Um, yeah, he just was fleeing, and he's like still not. But apparently, I'm talking about the same. Talking about this guy? Yes. Hell yes. Uh, he looks like a Russian Jorge Masvidal. Um, but apparently, the same people uh, that were throwing Blue Lives Rallies matter every couple of hours. In June, in Staten Island, think it's perfectly fine that he ran over a cup. Well, you know, blue lives matter. You know, just not as much as this guy's bar. Not their legs. Yeah, not as much as Mac's public house. <laughs> guy's name's not even Mac. Look, this bar would be a national treasure if it was run by Mac from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> I don't know who this guy, Presty, is. Little Max, big bar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's fire. But look, it's just, I can't believe, look, there's a video. Scroll down to the video if you can find, is it in the um, email I sent you? No. Uh, on silive.com, Max Public House Mayhem Wrongly Endangered Law Enforcement. I haven't watched the video yet, but I want to take a look at it. Um, I'll watch it live on the show. It. It's just such a weird Here's his uh, thing. He goes, "These aren't res- these are just restrictions. They aren't the law." Uh, all right. So I'm on SI Live. It's... Why don't you just Google the title I gave you? So I did. Um, Can I see the? Um, the pop up blocker on Staten on SI Live. Oh, this is fucking crazy. Subscriber exclusive stories. Really? Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll forget that. Well, there was also this uh, thing. All right. You, so what it, is it? Sorry. What was the title again? Give me two more time. I want to make sure I get the right one. I Max Public House Mayhem wrongly, wrongly Endangered Law Enforcement. Okay. I got it. Um, if you find the video in a second. But also apparently uh, the Proud Boys were there. Ooh. 30 members of the Proud Boys. Trumpet. How did they find 30 Proud Boys on Staten Island? It's crazy. Are you talking about this video here? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is him running to his 
I, I is that the new Jeep Wrangler? Uh, it appears so. Green Jeep Wrangler, really, Mac? Whoa! Oh, so the cops are like chasing him down, and yes. he's like, "No, no, I got to home base." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, "No backsies, no backsies, no backsies," and just drives off. All right, so it's like he made it to the car way before the cops got there. He's a, the thing is, it's weird. Is the car seems to be on? Why did it? I guess it like you're like fumbling in the car. Yeah, I guess. Well, no, it could just. It might not be on. It might be like one of those like push to starts. You know, and like uh, as okay. he's coming up, it's you know. Yeah, but here's the thing. So it would be started. How funny is it if, it, if the reason the cops got there by the time he could take off is because he was putting on his seatbelt because he knew he was going to run over a cop. <laughs> Um, smart dude you don't want to compound the tape you don't want to break the law we're breaking the law that's true yeah yeah you got this charge of endangering an officer and we're gonna have to throw a $200 fine on top of that Um, so yeah this rally happens and uh, the proud boys show up and they're just like they're just like we just want to let you know we're there and we want everybody to know we're here don't say Anderson (laughs) Silva because that's weeks old was that a Proud Boy? Yes. Proud, we just had a Proud Boy infestation. Whoa. The Proud Boys showed up. They're British. <laughs> Seem to be one-eyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's just like a weird thing. It's like literally the headline also on SI Live. Proud Boys confirmed they were at Mac's uh, public house rally. What they want you to know, and all they want you to know is that they were there and are mad about COVID restrictions. Well. They stink. The more you know. The Proud Boys suck. Oh, you don't like COVID restrictions? Shocker. Take a fucking real stance. Do some fucking real hood shit. Do something. Do some gangster shit, Proud Boys. You lost the election. You can stop standing back and standing down. Stand up. Do some shit. Did they did they fucking little Mac ran somebody over in his fucking Jeep that was the same color as his trunks, you fucking pussies. I fucking hate them. I hate that they got to wedge themselves into everything now. They're like, ah, remember us? It's like Homer when he bowled the perfect game. Did somebody say a perfect game? Did somebody say Proud Boys? So No, nobody said Proud Boys, <laughs> asshole. This is Daniel Lopresti's moment at Max Public House. We don't care. There's literally no black people here. Shut up and go away. Like, just so you know, we're the Proud Boys, and we don't like these le- this leftist agenda. Yeah, we knew that. You could have just stood around. Like, why do you have to tell us that you're here and you're Proud Boys? True. I guess they're proud. That's probably why. Checks out. Uh, I guess my question is like, all right, so Trump said stand back and stand by. Mm-hmm. He's fighting this tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. At what point does he say... At what point did they all go to law school? No. At what point does he say, I've tried every avenue. I've tried everything to do this the right way. I told you to stand back and stand by. Now is the time to mobilize. Never. He's never going to do that. Okay. He's never, never going to do that. Says a guy with Proud Boy colors on his hat. Just saying. These are smoked honey colors. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Um, Trump is a bust. Completely. 
It's almost, it's December. It's almost the, he's, when's the inauguration? January 13th? I think so. He hasn't done anything crazy at all other than this fucking lawsuit, which is self-serving. How so? How is it self-serving? Yes. Because if he wins it, it means he gets to keep being the president. Okay, but how is, like, I mean, every, anything he would be doing in his effort to remain president would be self-serving by that definition. Oh, I get what you're saying. So, yeah. like, just doing, like, with these last few lame duck yeah. days. Yeah, that's fair. Dude, I said this, I said it on HSR this week, but I'll say it here, too. Uh, he should just eliminate scheduling for narcotics and make Biden have to bring that back. That You want to expose the hypocrisy of the left? Sign an executive order saying there's a national emergency concerning the drug war. There's plenty of evidence to cite. Sign it ending the scheduling program for narcotics completely. He could do that with the stroke of a pen tomorrow. No, the problem with that is that the... the that would be fucking badass? No, it'd be great, but the, we already have the marijuana thing that's like r- r- gaining some kind of opposition, you know what I mean? Or, or could be facing some kind of opposition. Exactly. And also, here's the, here's the real thing. You do this, you do something ludicrous like that, and you at the very least, you bring attention to how ridiculous executive power is in this country. There's so many things you can do. Plus, there's more and more alien shit coming out. Some alien shit. Um, what are some other crazy things he can do, Mike? Different uh, angles of the Kennedy assassination? Yeah, I mean, he could... Magic bullet? Something. Mm, it's true. He could, he could just sign crazy executive orders tomorrow. Yo, he could do... He could start... A, like, I know he's the one president since Carter who hasn't started any new wars, but what if he went and well, started... Bush. What? He's the only one... Um, uh... He's the, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, Bush did start a war. I'm, I'm getting confused in my head. What Go for it. Well, what did Reagan start? A bunch. I mean, I could pull him up. Yeah. All right, I'm good. Uh, the, the point I was making, the, like, what if he just started war with, like, Latvia? <laughs> just declared war. On, I know like, nothing about Latvia except for that one Seinfeld episode. I mean, I'm pretty sure Dr. Doom's from there. Latveria? It's a fake country. Close enough. What if we just went to war with Doctor Doom? That'd be dope, dude. Doctor Doom would fucking stomp, though. You think Doctor Doom could take the U.S. Army without superheroes? Hundred percent. One Doctor Doom. One versus the whole. Well, I mean, he's gonna have some Doom bots. How many can he build, dude? Using only Latvian technology. First of all, I know. We're talking about the Proud Boys, and I call them a bunch of dorky herbs. <laughs> but do you understand that Dr. Doom is the runner-up to become the Sorcerer Supreme if Dr. Strange dies in canon in the Marvel Universe? He's got sorcery. He can travel through time and shit. Yeah, but how many nukes he got? Do you really need nukes if you have magic? I mean, if the other guys are shooting nukes at you, and you're like, yeah, but I can make this rabbit disappear. Yeah, but he's got like, he could summon a dragon or some shit. I mean, how do dragons do against nukes? Medium. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Well, one last story. 
So now, in news that is just ridiculous, um, apparently there's a couple of mega... So in California... And now this is some of the divide thing that people talk about when it comes to, like, people say churches aren't allowed to open this and that. And, like, churches are allowed to be open here in New York. Um, but apparently in California, they are not allowed to be open. But certain strip clubs are allowed to be open. Um, so two mega churches in California have rebranded in San Diego and... Uh, Thousand Oaks, uh, two churches, mega churches. They, they look kind of small to be mega churches. I think this article may be a little off. Um, fucking, they just are terrible uh, and rebranding as strip clubs. And so the pastors strip a little. Well, they give the there's a there's a video, Mike. Can you play the video? Um, now. I like to not give much credence to the war on Christianity narrative, but this is a hell of a loophole. I mean, so they are, are they a not-for-profit strip club now? I don't, I think they would have to be for-profit. Mm. So you're a, for, you're a for-profit church. Can- they're not churches, they're strip clubs. Okay, so you're a for-profit strip club church. Yeah. Mm. I kind of dig it. Tax the church. I mean, this seems like the most churchy strip tease ever. It is. It's in a church. I was perfectly ready to sweep this under the rug, but you needed to see this. I. This is the first time I'm seeing this video. That's it. Sorry to disappoint. They didn't even go full Monty. So they did, I guess they had to hit 30 seconds of doing that? I mean, I think they just have to market themselves. What's funny is, like, yeah, there are places, uh, there are comedy clubs marketing themselves as churches here in New York City. So it's the opposite. What comedy clubs are marketing themselves as churches? Tiny Cupboard is doing that. Are they really? They're having services in a comedy. And I think Stand Up New York looked into it. I don't think they're doing it. That's Um, so funny. So because of the exemption for houses of worship, they looked into, there have been multiple comedy clubs that have looked into becoming churches. Um, But yeah, so apparently... uh, Strip clubs are exempt from COVID lockdowns and deemed essential by Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, I understand that by them putting this out there, uh, they wanted to get us on the side of the churches. Yes. First thing I've ever liked about Gavin Newsom. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I Honestly, like when they're like, churches got to be closed, I'm like, Dog, you got a Bible in the house. Who gives a shit? Like you don't have new titties in the house. Exactly. You do mm-hmm. not have titties and shit in the house. Also, uh, churches typically uh, are nonprofits, and they have a bunch of money. I mean, some of these small non-denominational churches, they're struggling to make rent, and that's a problem. But like, I got no, I got no issue with the Catholic Church not being open. Y'all got plenty of motherfucking gold hidden somewhere that you could fucking throw a couple shekels to your goddamn landlords. Like, I have no issues with Catholic churches not being open. 
Not only that, the churches, the, these churches that they're shutting down, they're quote-unquote mega churches. These guys look like they're running the kind of church from the righteous gemstones. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so they have money. Yeah. Like, these are people that are making fucking money hand over fist. I don't, like, like, them strippers need to feed their kids. Because yeah. I guarantee you, they are not getting the unemployment numbers. They were not claiming all of that money on their W twos last year. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you put like a, you don't get a W nine for sleeping with a man for a little bit of money because your daddy's gone because his daddy's gone and your kids at home. Yeah, exactly. You do not get a W nine for that uh, city high song. <laughs> God damn! I thought I was gonna nail it too. <laughs> you, you were very close. I didn't even try because you were just like, what was it? Uh. Uh, in and out of lockdown. No, I ain't got play, a job now. I ain't got a job now. <laughs> play, so for you, this is just a little plum, but for me, this is what I call life. That's what it is. Uh, you thought you were gonna nail that whole thing. That's a lot. I got of, pretty close. That's a lot of words, Mike. I got pretty close. So uh, I, did you just make me fucking go through this whole thing so you could say this song? <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> I really like that city high song. So did they ever have another song? I remember that one chick was cute. Uh, I think they were. This in... was their second song, I think. Really? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think they were in Carmen the Hip Hopera. Mm. Uh, but I think that might have been it. And then Beyonce just left them in the dust. That was not City High. That was Destiny's Child. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was three women. City High was two men and a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what would you do? Earn them a Grammy nomination? Mm. Um, let's see, discography. Uh, City High, their self-titled album was RAA certified gold. Uh, that was their one and only album. Uh, it's a weird thing that we both thought that was huge. It's gold album. Well, I mean, it was number eight in the U.S. Uh, chart position, uh, okay. thirteen on R and B, number one in rap. Uh, it was the number two song in all of Australia for a week. Ooh, uh, all of us. Pretty sick. Uh, Caramel was their other uh, uh, big single. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had another one called City High Anthem, all from the same album, the only album they ever released. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. Damn, that shit was pretty fucking hot. She is very hot. There's a lot of like random black pop stars from around that era. Her, there was Little Flip had a She's song not. with some little Puerto Rican girl you that was like, the hottest girl it. I ever saw. Yeah, there's right. a bunch of these chicks. A Marie, she was very hot. There's a lot of these, like, yeah. Wait, Lil Flip was L- a Little Flip had one song where he was trying to sing, but he had some little Spanish girl singing with him. There was all these like one hit hot chicks that were just like, I don't know what A and R you blew. Oh shit. I'm assuming it's Sunshine featuring yes. Leah. Yes. That girl is just images of Leah. Okay. She's fucking hot. Um, and then, yeah, like, A. Marie, that chick was hot. There was a bunch of these, like, one, two songs. <laughs> fucking, I guess they were just, like, B2K hits, so they were like, let's just do this with bitches. Um, <sighs> Jesus, Mike. Sorry. Oh. Did you get punched in the nose again? Shut up. Very hot. Yeah, she's attractive. Very she was hot. in this one song. She kind of, she kind of like a cross between. Uh, remember Fast and Furious Two, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yes. Uh, remember, remember the bitch Suki. Yes. Kind of looks like her mixed with Tila Tequila. Yes, that's a good call. Very attractive. Um, 
So yeah, uh, uh, we'll go out with that song instead of our normal outro. Um, yeah, this has been Notes of a Goon. You can follow me at Chris from BKLYN on Twitter. Follow Mike the M Harrington on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us, please. Leave it. It's been a while since we've gotten a rating and review from you people. Just tell me I stink. I thought that who are these podcast guys would have gotten a bunch of people to tell us we suck at least. Just tell us how much you hate us. Leave a review. Good night. Boys and girls want to hear a true story. Saturday night was at this real wild party. They had the liquor overflowing the cup. About five, six strippers trying to work for a buck. And I took one girl outside with me. Her name was Lonnie. She went to junior high with me. I said, why you up in there and dance for cash? I guess a whole lot changed since I seen you last. She said, what would you do if the sun was at home? Crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry. And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money and his daddy's gone. So where's smoking rock now? In and out of lockdown, I ain't got a job now. So for you, this is just a good time, but for me, this is what I call life. Girl, you ain't the only one with a baby. That's no excuse to be living all crazy. Then she looked me right square in the eye. I said, every day I wake up hoping to die. She said, nigga, I know about pain, cuz. Me and my sister ran away so my daddy couldn't rape us. Before I was a teenager, I'd have been through more shit you can't, can't even relate, relate to. What would you do if the sun was at home? Oh. Crying all alone on the bedroom floor. Oh. Cause it's hungry. And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man. Wait a second, man. Something just ain't sounding right. Yo. Let her know. You trying to tell me your girlfriend couldn't just go out and get a regular job? That is mad shorty's going through the same mad thing, shorty. yo. If I ever ran into your girlfriend, I'd probably say, Hold up. What would you do? Get up on my feet and let go of every excuse. What would you do? Because I wouldn't want my baby to go through what I went through. Come on, what would you do? Get up on my feet and stop making tired excuses. What would you do? Just a good time, but for me, this is what I call life.